Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I'm Eric. And I'm Angie. We are married with a ton of kids. We have six kids total. He has three and I have three. My name's Hallie and I love riding horses. I'm Lexi and I love agriculture. My name's Carter and I love eating. My name's Chase and I love lifting weights. My name's Summer and I love spending my parents' money. I'm Dane and I love baseball. Our show is about our blended, blessed, and always a mess life. And our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in, that by sharing our story, all the fun, and all the mess, the challenges we are experiencing, it will give you some inspirations, laughs, and community, knowing you are not alone in this mess. We appreciate you spending time with us. Let's dive in. Welcome to this week's episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. Uh, Angie actually crossed paths with our guest this week through a mutual friend, who recommended that we chat. And we have similar stories in that we're leveraging our faith to help get us through tragedy and grief, all while focusing and trusting in God's plan for each of us. Caitlin Love is an active member of Capital City Christian Church and Freshwater's Next Up Young Adult Group. She has a degree in speech language pathology and has her master's degree as well. So here's what I'm going to say, what I love about Caitlin. When we met, um, she just really draws people in with her with her personality. And we met for coffee and you could just feel her like love and joy with especially her relationship with Jesus. And you kind of just like sit in awe, like, dang, I need some of that. I need some of that. Um, so she's got an urgency, especially in the last few years, to study the word more deeply and apply it to her daily life and and just share that love with everyone that that she meets and she's living proof that Christ is more than even more than enough, even through tragedy as her and I definitely connected on. So she talks a lot about being uncomfortable um, when you're following Christ. And I, that totally resonated with me too. So welcome to our podcast, Caitlin. Thank you. Words of affirmation is my love language. So that was so sweet. (laughs) We're ready to go now. Yeah. I will say, um, Caitlin did reach out before we started recording and was like, um, are we going to be on video? And I'm like, heck no. Like, well, I'm, I'm going to be in my jammies. This is the this is the best part of doing a podcast. Girls, I'm still dressed up from work. What I'm are we doing? Come on. And I, have my I just got done at the gym and I am sweating. Yeah, All right. Okay. Fine. I'll be. I'll be the professional in the room yeah. today. Okay. I'll That's where a, we're I'll at. Take a picture and be professional. Me in my jammies. All right. So, Caitlin, and welcome. We are so happy to have you. If you would, can you just tell us your story and what your what whatever it is that you're comfortable sharing with our listeners today? Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to get to share um, with you all. But I want to know how far back do you want me to go? <laughs> like my recent story or my Maybe your recent story. Recent story. (laughs) Okay. Let's start there. We'll keep it recent. We don't have enough time for the whole story. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my most recent story comes about, we'll back it up a little bit. So I just want to preference this with saying that my faith had grown tremendously, like you kind of said, just in the last three years. So then comes May 7th and I... My husband and I went to church. We had a routine every Sunday. We go to church at 8 a.m. Then we go to our young adult group at 1015. And then we go grocery shopping, either pick them up or if we're feeling like we need some extra things, we actually go in. And then we go home and we talk about the service and we talk about what we learned. And he always counted how many people were in Sunday school because he knew my first question would be, 
how many people were there today? So he always had a number ready for me before I even asked. And so we were just going over what we talked about. It was about marriage. And we were kind of discussing how we felt like we were in a really good place in our marriage, but we didn't want it to stop there. We wanted to continue to grow. And he helped me make some sandwiches for my sister-in-law's baby shower that was that day. So I left the house. I was gone for several hours. Um, I came back around 6 p.m. And I could just tell that, like, I don't know, something was off, you know? And so I walked in and I then found my husband and he had uh, passed away and it was an accident involving a firearm. So um, that's kind of my, I'll probably leave it there. (laughs) I'll I'll stop my story there. But that is uh, my most recent kind of just grief. (laughs) And And it's a pretty heavy load. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where this next chapter and next story kind of begins. And how, um, how long ago was that? So that was May 7th. So three and a half months ago, coming up on four months. Gosh. Yeah. So yeah. it's pretty, pretty fresh, pretty new. Gosh. Incredibly strong. I mean, we've had a lot of people share with us too, of like, how, how can you like be talking about it and standing and breathing? And, and I do think that it, it, it goes back to, and you and I talked about this too, when we met, it goes back to your foundation and your faith that gets you up every day because it's extremely, oh, yeah. it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Cause how yeah. long were you guys married? You were married for a little while. So we were just coming up on our second wedding anniversary. So yeah. it was three weeks shy of our two year yeah. wedding anniversary. I'm so sorry. for so your Yeah. Loss. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. Um, but like Angie said, I, whenever people ask like, how are you doing this? I'm like, seriously, God, like yeah. there's no other, no one can try to convince me that there is no such thing as a God. And I would have said that before all this, but it's just even more real now. Like I've lived it and I know what peace and comfort that only can come from the Lord is. And I wish I didn't have to find that out, you know, but I did. And I'm like, wow, everyone needs this because tragedy happens and it's going to happen eventually. You know, we don't, we don't live easy lives. So I think just knowing that you can have that is just incredible. I I think, you know, so many times we forget we're all going to die. Like that's the, that's the thing. And a lot of times you're young, you think I'm going to live forever, but we're all going to die, whether that's old or young. Mm -hmm. And so in that process, what's the point of this? And if Jesus doesn't come and die for our sins to give us eternal life. There really isn't a point, right? Um, yeah. I know some people argue that there is no Jesus and I don't believe in that. I'm going to go be a tree. Okay, well, you're a tree. I choose eternal life with my Lord, with our daughter, Hallie, with my father, you know, people that have already passed away. That's that's what I'm shooting for at this point. And I was just telling Angie last night, I don't even know that I want to keep calling it death right? Maybe we call it life. Maybe we're actually going yeah. to real life or eternity mm-hmm. or whatever we want, but maybe we need to start changing the name in that regard to we're going someplace better. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. And like, I just think of verse that's like, he, he is the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except for me. Like there's no, it's not a way, like there's no, there's not another way. It's the way. And it just comes to that like relationship with Jesus. And yeah, it, it is life. It is living. Like your life actually begins when you accept Jesus and there is no death after that. And so maybe just looking at it with that different perspective is what we need to do. 
or should do. It's definitely helpful when you're dealing with tragedy to have, oh, yeah. to look at it through that lens. Can you share a little bit about your intuition telling you that something was going to happen? Because this is another area where you and I definitely have a lot in common because I shared the same sort of experience the last couple of years, just in my gut thinking something's not right, but couldn't put my finger on it. It's just, I think the gut instinct and the intuition is something people should not ignore. And it, and it's more than that. I think it's more being connected to God yeah. and being a little bit more in tune with what's going on around you. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know that I would have had like the intuition and the feelings I had if I wasn't in such a deep relationship with the Lord. And now that I look back on on it, I I'm grateful for for what he gave me, you know, because it just kind of shows his sovereignty throughout it all. Like he is all knowing. He knew this was going to happen. And instead of just letting me go into it blindly, like he prepared me for it. So uh, about a year ago, I guess we were at a women's conference in Branson and it was all about finding joys in the sufferings. And I'm, I'm taking notes and I'm like, this really doesn't apply to me, but it's just good stuff, you know? And so then I went to another Bible study that we were doing on Wednesday nights in their young adult women's group. And it was about Esther and one of the chapters that whole week, that week before May 7th was all about feelings and how, how, when have you felt sad? And like, what is a tragedy you just can't overcome? And I'm like, not, I haven't really had one. Like I was writing, like, I'm blessed that I have no answer. And then Corey and I joined a young adult Bible study group at Capital City. And it was through James. And James is all about trials and temptations and perseverance. And I'm like, this is getting weird. And then I did a study on Romans. And um, I just actually recently found the study. And the page I opened up to this day was two questions. And it was, oh, how have you experienced suffering? And I said, I haven't experienced suffering. And I said, but I feel like God is preparing me for something bad to happen. And so I hope that when it happens, I'm able to accept it and know how to relate to this. Like I had no idea. I had no idea what, what was about to come. And um, then we, oh, my sister-in-law reached out to me. Um, my husband's brother, stepbrother had just passed away two months prior. And she was really struggling in grief and just trying to understand that. Like, how could God let this happen, you know? And so I did all the research I could on grief and suffering and pain. And, and this was the day before this was May 6th. So like, I mean, I had no idea, but I met with her, we talked through it and I'm like, Oh, this is so hard and heavy and like just hurting for her, you know? And then, um, that same week I had asked Corey, I'm like, okay, because I'm kind of known for asking very odd questions and he'd always be like, you are so weird. Like, he's like, where do you go? Yeah. He's like, where do you come up with these? Like, do you just sit? at home by yourself and think like, what am I going to ask Corey next? I'm like, no, they just come to me. So anyway, I'm like, this is going to be weird. But I'm like, do you just feel like something bad's about to happen? It's like, no, like I don't. I'm like, I, as I'm going to say this once, I'm not going to say it again, but I'm saying it to you just so you know, like, I just feel like God has been preparing me. And I don't know if it's like a death or something. I just feel like I've been prepared. And so I kind of went through everything like, this is weird. And he's like, yeah, I mean, that's weird, but I think you're reading into it. And so then that leads us to May 7th. And I I know that the way, like the reason I am able to talk and still find joy in every single day and be on fire for Jesus is because of how much he prepared me throughout the last 
really three years, but really the last year, he spoke to me on the same topic over and over and over. And I just, I didn't get it then, but I get it now. I do think that God is constantly working in our lives and and each of us differently, right? Different things that he's trying to teach each one of us. And I feel like for the last 20 plus years, my life has had a lot of grief, a lot of sadness, a lot more sadness than I've had joy. And so then for us to lose Hallie, I was finally in a really joyful place in my life. Felt like God was finally like rewarding the years of suffering. And so to go back into that dark place has been really hard for me. I think I've probably tried to hold that out for a while and it's it's getting me and it is, I mean, God always takes you where he wants to take you, right? So in this journey for you, what has maybe been the hardest part that you've been dealing with for the last few months? Obviously, you still find joy, you know Jesus, but it's not always, there's hard parts. What, what have those been like for you? You're shaking your head, no. no. Yeah. Uh, no, no, you're right. Not, you're but, right yeah. Uh, yeah. Now she's, yes. Okay. I'm bad at sign language. Okay. <laughs> you are right. I would say all those, all the firsts have been hard. And I feel like all of my firsts happened in the last three months. Um, so three weeks after he passed away was our two year anniversary. His birthday was last month on August 5th. Our engagement anniversary, like when we got engaged was August 6th. So like just those first that you don't even know they're going to hit you as hard as they do. And they do. But I would also say right now, I'm probably in, in, in the hurt. I am in the grief. Um, I went back to work this week, Monday was my first day. And I did not realize how much that would impact me. And it has. So I feel like I'm still, I'm like working through it, but I think it's also, you should be vulnerable enough to admit that and be like, Hey, I'm struggling right now in this very moment. But God, like, but there is this hope and, but I still find joy. Like there's just a balance and it's so, I mean, no, you don't get it unless you're in it, you know, um, yeah. that balance of sadness and joy and grief and like all of it. But, it's messy. Yeah. It's messy. It's, messy. it's not like a, it's not a perfect journey either. You don't, you don't no. flow through it. It's like one day you feel okay. And then all of a sudden you get like jerked back into, into heavy, heavy grief and I do feel we actually, there's so much similarities in our story too. We had the same thing. Like, like we lost Hallie in November and then you go right into the first, like the twins Mm -hmm. birthday. Then it was Christmas, first Christmas without her. Then it was her birthday. I mean, it was just all her 21st birthday in January. So within a three month span, and then you go back to work. And I think that's super hard too, because you start actually going, trying to go back to your normal air quotes, normal mm-hmm. life. Cause it's never normal again. And, and then, then I feel like even the four five, six month mark is heavy too, because it feels like everybody else around you ever it's that everything starts kind of going back to normal, except for your close family and friends. Like they know, right. but that's also, that's also hard to just sort of every day face it going, okay, this is the new way it's going to feel. But for us too, as you know, um, when it's the hardest, I feel like that's when you feel like you're the closest Mm -hmm. to Jesus, to the person that you lost in in the deepest suck of it, when Mm -hmm. you get quiet. So I, and I shared this with you too, and I, I think you'll, you'll, you'll agree, but you know, I had someone tell me once, if you allow it, grief can be a gift. And I know people think, you know, initially, like, what the 
heck is that? Mm-hmm. But but I think for you too, like the gift for you is that now like you can help so many other people show them that, yeah, this is really hard, but but I can I can get up every day and still feel love because of my relationship with Jesus. And I think that's another thing that really stuck out to me when you and I talked was your focus on your relationship with Jesus. Because I don't, I don't think sometimes people view it that way. It's like, well, I went to church and I said these prayers and then I'm going out on my day without really thinking about it being a relationship. So do you want to share just a little bit like around your thought process on what's that mean to you, your relationship with Jesus? What's that look like? Oh my goodness. We're going to need a part two because this could be an entire one. We can can go long. (laughs) (laughs) This could be a total one. Uh, Yeah. So this is kind of a subject I am extremely passionate about because I do work with young adults and alongside young adults. And this is just, uh, you see this so, so often. And it's that that I call it like a Gen Z Christianity, but really it's all generations. Mm-hmm. But like one, you have the people that don't go to church, but identify as a Christian, or you have some that go on Sunday, but then they live for the other six days as if they're just living for the world. And it's that relationship piece that's gone is what you see in both sides of those. And it's that like, Hey, it's not just a, I went to church, check it off. Like We are not called to be consumers, just consume, consume, consume. I'm here for me, me, me. We are to produce. And to produce, you have to have that relationship piece. So when I think of a relationship, I kind of just compare it to a dating relationship because that's what we relate to. And so when you're trying to date, you talk to them, you consult them, you learn about them as much as you can. You grow with them. You try to pursue them. And if you're not pursuing them, it's not going to work. And so the same thing with Jesus, like you have to choose to pursue him every single day in the hurt or whenever you're rejoicing, like you pursue him. And I feel like we just miss that piece and what it looks like, like that communication all day long that you're worshiping all day long. Like, I don't know, we just, we don't have that. There's just such a structured rule book Mm -hmm. and that's just not what Christianity should be or is or what Jesus asked it to be. So. I think you're 100% correct in that it is, we have to pursue Jesus. He is always pursuing us. Like even when we're running from him, he's pursuing us. So when it it is like a relationship and a dance that when you're pursuing each other, it's very beautiful, right? And why I think Mm -hmm. I was in a Bible study today, we were just talking about the way the world is currently going. So many people are living for themselves. Mm -hmm. And when you live for yourself, you're, you're not living according to the design that God, Jesus had when we read our Bibles, because we're supposed to be living for each other. And that's what cultivates a beautiful world, right? And I think it's why God uses so many parables. Well, Jesus uses so many parables about farming and crops. And as I listened to you speak just now, it was kind of like, you know, you hear about like the sower and the seed, right? And and so you drop a little bit of seed over here. And those are the people that, that might go to church, but then as soon as they get back to work, it blows away, right? Because they're not really, they're not in it, right? And then you've got some people that are kind of half in for the weed, but not, and that's the weeds that are choking them out. And then, you know, when you do get to the really good soil, those people are pursuing Christ and they're living for him and they're living for their families in that regard. And they're living for strangers in that regard. And, and that's what we're trying to accomplish in, in that way. And, and it really is the only way for all of us 
to bring heaven here to earth until Jesus does that himself, but is to try to live for each other in a way where we're pursuing him. As you said, it is like a dating relationship. Like when someone's not pursuing the other person, it's sad, right? And and Jesus is always pursuing us. So it's sad when we're not pursuing him back. Absolutely. And I feel like just our, our you know, things played into this and our cultures played into this, but we sometimes just tend to glorify and celebrate like the exact things that Jesus died for. Like, and we're choosing to celebrate those things. It's like, oh, we are missing the mark here, people. Goodness. And, you know, and uh, Romans, like Paul was talking about, like, should we keep on sinning so that grace covers it? No. If, that, if that's what you think, then do you know the gospel? You know, like, no, he died for that. Turn away from those things. But yeah, we're going to make, hard. we're going to sin and God's going to cover it. But we should get to a point where we love him so much that we don't mm-hmm. want to. Right? Absolutely. Because we we hurt just the same as he does when we sin against him. It's like, ah, yeah, such a bad, bad spot to be for sure. It gets dark sometimes though, right? Like you're experiencing that mm-hmm. this week going back to work. And, and and I think it gets dark because when there's somebody like yourself that loves Jesus so much and the devil comes into our lives because he hates the fact that we want to give ourselves to Jesus, right? So he uses a tragedy like what happened with your husband to try and say, well, this God of yours, where is he now? Mm-hmm. Right? You think back to like the book of Job where it was so hard and so hurtful. And God just says, just don't touch the man. You can do anything to him, but you're not allowed to touch the man. And Job continues to stay loyal to Jesus. Kind of like you have continued to stay loyal to him, even through the loss of your husband. So when you're feeling the devil creep in, how do you how do you deal with that? Do you have family? Do you have friends? What kind of prayers? What kind of things are you utilizing to battle? Because we're all battling. Yeah. To be closer to Jesus and to push the devil away when he tries to creep into those scary moments. Absolutely. Um, I really try to not allow those moments to arise. And so kind of being proactive. And I start my every single morning with my five gratitudes every morning. And some mornings, they're hard to come up with. You know, it's (laughs) another day or the sun. Like sometimes that's how it is. But it is finding five things to be grateful for to know. God is still good and God is still present. And then I pray over those things. And I think having a community is, I mean, you have to have a strong, supportive, and I don't mean just a a friend group, but like people who are also surrendered to the Lord and are walking side of you. Because there's a difference when you have biblical counsel. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So I think also being open and vulnerable enough to say, hey, like I'm struggling today. And this is what, the devil's trying to do. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And this is how he's going to try to do it today. And I need help. And so always coming back to scripture, you know, having certain scripture verses on your mind, on your heart all the time. Um, but really, I would say my gratitudes have been life-changing throughout this. And it was, that was something I just started April 26th. So oh my gosh, right 10 before. days before. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I mean, it's like, yeah, you, you have something to reflect on every single day and just just see his glory. I, I totally agree with you. Like if I would have looked back, you know, three, four years ago, I did not have, well, it was before Eric and I met, I did not have a community of people that were pursuing the Lord. Not at all. Like wasn't on my radar. And, you know, fast forward, I also feel like God was preparing me for this, to go through this of building my, my faith foundation before it happened. Because even the year before, I really started praying hard because I felt like something was not 
right. You know, I just, I couldn't put my finger. I never would have imagined <laughs> that, that I would have lost Hallie, but I felt it. Like I felt something wasn't right. And I really prayed about it hard, but we, but through Eric built a faith community, he already had that. I didn't have that. And it's completely different when you do face extreme tragedy, when you know people are there to wrap their arms around you and just text you to say, what can I pray for you today? Mm -hmm. Like what's on your heart? And that is completely game changing. Like if that's my, I 100% agree with you. Like if that's one thing I can recommend to anybody that's facing any type of hardship is find a faith community that can rally around you. There's just something so comforting about that. Like, okay, I've got people praying for me and, Mm -hmm. and I just wouldn't have put much value on that a couple years ago. When we met, I had this like group of, so I, I was not always a perfect person, right? I was your, 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 you're still not perfect, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) Fair, fair. I, I was, I I lived a life of sin and made mistakes. And then you find the Lord and you're trying to be this better human being. And to do that, you have to surround yourself with a group of Christians that will continue to lift you up in the good and the bad. And so, as she has said, she's like, I had just never, it was kind of weird to her at first. I think like she was never, a small group and I'm like, what is this? Yeah. I had a small group of men and women. I also had a men's Bible study. I had all, and she's like, all these people, like, it's like you have your own army of Christian people like around you. And I was like, yeah, they, they build me up and they make me, mm-hmm. make me feel safe. Even when I'm scared and, and the devil's trying to creep in these, these, this group of people supports me and they'll do the same thing for you and our family. And, and they have this entire time. Right. I mean, they've just shown up over and over again. And not just that. We have other friends that do it too. But but it's so important what you said is that you you are surrounded and you have a great church group and group of friends that are surrounding you with with Christ's love because it's not, I don't believe anything, you know, our tragedy is awful. Your tragedy is awful. I don't think it'd be incredibly difficult to continue to stay close to Jesus on your own without some people that were helping to lift you up with him, right? In the moments that it is hard. I think, am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. I was, I was even thinking, I've just, my heart's hurt. <laughs> it's broken for the Sunday only faith because I just think of our positions that we're in. Like, imagine what that faith would look like whenever that, that one thing you least expect happens, but you only have a Sunday faith. Like you don't have that relationship. Then, oh, <laughs> that's whenever you see people turning away from God and that, that anger and the depression and the, <laughs> all of it. And I'm like, Oh, you've got to have that community and that you just got to have more. You got to have more. Yeah. And you yourself lead young adult small groups, right? And how ha- yes. can you just share yes. a little bit around that and just kind of how, how, for people that maybe listen and don't really know what small groups are, maybe share your experience. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my small group start off as a small group. I, like you just said, I, I lived for the world. I did all the things I should not be doing. And whenever I moved back home and I got married, my mom was like, hey, why don't you come join a Bible study? Like us old women will meet upstairs and you young girls can go downstairs. I'm like, okay. So it was me and two friends. And then my godmother is our like mentor and she led it. And then the next study came and the next study came and the next study came. And now I think we have 35 girls coming on Wednesday nights. This, this next study starts September 6th and like leaders have been built and oh my goodness, the relationships that have been formed and the lives that have been changed. Like, it's not just a, you come on Wednesday nights, we eat a snack, you 
you've learned about Jesus and you go home. Like their lives have changed. They have turned away from things that you would have thought could never happen. And it's because they found Jesus and it's amazing to watch. And so, yeah, I just get to be a part of it. It's my favorite night of the week. It's incredible. And I will say during, during this entire time, like Corey passed away on a Sunday and that next Wednesday night, there were cars lined up from her garage to the end of the road, to the street. Like it was amazing. And just the community. And like, we took weeks off where we just played games every Wednesday night and just supported each other. And we're just there for each other. And like, that's, I mean, you don't, you don't get that. You know, I didn't if you don't have, I, I haven't thought if, about it yeah. until you said that. And I just, now it, it hit me remembering like how I died on a Tuesday and we, we went to church that Sunday morning and mm-hmm. so many people just everywhere we went, stopping us in church. It's painful beauty. Like and, I have used that term oh, yeah. throughout this whole journey. And it's, it is beautiful. It's painful, but oh, yeah. it's so beautiful when people do come together. Well, and I was even going to say, like, some of the singers on stage saw us that morning in mm-hmm. our seats, and then they started to break because we were there and we were trying to sing through our tears. So then they started yeah. to cry, and it, and it, and you just you feel this love. I mean, being part of, I, I would just say to anybody that being a part of a relationship with Jesus, even though he's a man of sorrows, he's not promising you this amazing life, right? It's it, he's promising you an amazing afterlife. Mm-hmm. Right. You get through this, whatever this is to whatever we're trying to call the next life, this beautiful afterlife, then it's going to be beautiful. But knowing him now is how we get there. But but when we live for ourselves and we live the ways of the world, that just brings more heartbreak and more pain. And so to find the joy in Jesus and the friendships that we have surrounded by our friends at church, you you and your friends at church and the way your Bible study is growing, the ability to love each other. When we do that, it's just that's that's Jesus growing across the world. And we're all trying to do that. And it's going to help other people that go through the same kind of things that that you've gone through and that we've gone through. And um, I, I am. I'm sad for people that don't know it and don't want to know it. Yeah, absolutely. And whenever you said that, like that beautiful but sad like picture, I just I have this picture on my phone, but in my head, too, of the day of the funeral. We had just done the graveside service. And my godmother, our like leader, she was like, Hey, do you all want to pray? And all the Bible study girls were there and they all wore pink because pink's my favorite color. And there's this one picture that someone took, and we are all in a circle. There's probably 30 or 40 of us, and we are just praying. And it is mm. like you just you know the emotions. That was yes. the hardest day of my life, but there they were. Mm. And it was it's incredible. Like I I forgot, I didn't know anyone took that picture, and then I saw it and I'm like, wow. That's just such a representation of what Jesus wants for us, what community is supposed to look like. So I totally get that. But this, this is a very serious conversation, knowing now that pink is your favorite color. Did you see the Barbie movie? Was that the Barbie movie? No, was that, okay. I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> I am called Barbie frequently, though, so I should probably yeah. see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that. Totally see that. So. Um, One of the things that you and I chatted about that I thought would be great to kind of share on the podcast, and I've talked about it on here as well, is like that wonder. You have your faith, you you have a relationship with Jesus, right? Like when you lose someone, and especially when you have a relationship with Jesus, like you fundamentally believe to your core that they're in a better place. There's still a part that I've struggled with of like wondering 
what it's like and what she she's doing and how it all works. And you like want signs, like show me a sign. And she probably gets tired of me asking, but I'm not going to stop asking. And and we've had a lot lately. And I know you and I talked about that too. I'm also reading a book and I'll put a link to it because it's so good, but it's called Signs, the Secret Language of the Universe. And it's all about like how how you get those signs and and they share that they're okay and you can feel still feel connected to them. And, and it is about like, you're not necessarily you don't leave and you're gone. Like there's still, you could still have a relationship and connection. So anyway, I share all that. And I thought it would be, it would be great if you maybe shared some of those connection points and signs that maybe you've received that validate. And you, even, even though you have a, such a strong faith, you still, I think everyone still wants a little reassurance every once in a while, especially when, when it gets tough, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we call them God winks. I stole that. I <laughs> and, stole that term and used it on my last podcast because we I had some it. God yes. winks. And I love it. God winks. I love yes. it. Yes. And we stole I'm your phrase. Always... So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm always so like, oh, just Larry was signed because they're so hard and you don't you don't know. And I'm like, is this of God? Is this not of God? And so I I don't think I ever asked for a sign because I was more fearful of what I would get or that the fact that I would be asking for something specific, but then I would get a different sign, but I wouldn't know because I was waiting for this one thing. And so I just kind of let happen what, whatever happens, let your will be done. But I did have one uh, dream that was just so comforting and beautiful. So I'll, I'll go ahead and share that. Corey and I were here, we were at my parents' house and we were sitting on the couch and I'd asked him. So I just read the book Heaven by Randy Alcorn. Also amazing. If you want to go I take a deep dive into heaven, it's, it's really good. But anyway, we were talking about it and I was like, Hey, like I just read the book. You remember me reading it. I was like in it, it talked about how in heaven you'll have like a job, but it won't be a job because it's like your gift, like your passion. And I was like, do you, is that true? Like, do you have a job? He's like, Oh, I have a job. I'm like, Okay. Tell me more. He's like, I'm in the band. I was like, oh my. So he had just picked up guitar like two years ago and thought he was a rock star. He can only <laughs> play the beginning of songs, but he was a rock star. So I was like, okay. He's like, I even get the mic too. I'm like, oh my goodness. And so I said, all right. Well, also in the book, it talks about how like there's no sadness, there's no illness, there's no death. Like you don't, you don't see the sad things. Like it's just, it's just happiness. Is that true? And he looked at me and he said, Caitlin, it is pure joy. And then I woke up and I was, I'm good with that. Like I am better than good with that. That just, just, it's a God wink of just, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm okay. And I'm better than okay. And you don't need to worry about me, but also gets me excited to go there. I want pure joy 24 seven. Absolutely. I love that. that Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. That is really, really good. And I do think that seems right. Like we, to have a job, we, something you're super passionate about. And that would help to make the world mm-hmm. like run in full bliss, right? So that's fantastic. It's awesome. So one of the things that we ask all of our guests on our show, on our podcast is what's your favorite family tradition? Mm. I have so many. I'm a traditional girl. Like I love family traditions, but. Family traditions. <laughs> yeah. If I have to pick one, I'm going to go with family dinners. We always, always sat at the table, 
for family dinner. And we were the nerd family that played Bible trivia at oh dinner. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we had an easel and it was always girls against the guys, 10 questions. And I mean, we would fight over these answers and the hints. And so we always did that growing up. Like if anyone came over, we were playing Bible trivia. It did not matter. We were, that's what we did at dinner. Oh my God. And Corey and I were down in my parents' basement looking for something and we found Bible trivia. And I was like, oh, Corey. So I took it to our house and we actually played it at dinner each night. And Are so I think we were serious? only on like level 30, but it got pretty heated. That's awesome. <laughs> so is it an actual game that you buy? Like it's, yes, like it, it's a paper. It. Yes, you can buy it on Amazon. It's a paper easel. Very old Love school. Love it. Oh my yeah. gosh. And who comes up with the questions? Or it's it's part of the game? It's, it's on there. It's all there. It's on it. Yep. Oh it has different gosh. levels. It gets a little harder as you go. Guess what, it, kids? It's we got a new game. I love it. Fantastic. Here they we will, go. Kids will hate me for this. <laughs> love it. Love it. Oh, that's amazing. Well, we didn't put this on here, but just as, as we visited today uh, and we get ready to wrap up, this just, I don't know, came to my heart. Uh, and how can Angie and I pray for you as you continue mm. your recovery and, and, and your healing? And what, what can we do for you in that regard? So I would say in my most recent week of events, um, I feel like I very much felt my calling and my purpose, like my spiritual gift. And I feel like for the last year, God has really been prepping me for it. And now that I'm back at work, I'm like, Ooh, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like mm-hmm. I am not using my purpose as best as I can. So definitely praying for one, his will to be done ultimately. And it, and it will be, and it will be in his timing, but just to know, like, just let me know and be content with it. Like either if I'm supposed to be in my job right now, then okay. Let me use that as my mission field. But if not, to just let those doors open and let me be aware enough to see them. That's we, beautiful. We and we will pray for that. Absolutely. Please pray for that. <laughs> Please do. You're so amazing to talk to. I hope, I hope you're when I when people listen to podcasts, they can just feel the radiation of love and joy that you have amidst, you know, amidst the hardships and, and the loss of your husband. So I can only imagine well, that you. your friends that, that have gotten over the years, because just in this little bit of time through a screen, it, what Angie just said, it, you have a beautiful, yeah, you, beautiful. you make people feel joy. And I, I mean, that's um, a rare thing to find. Did, so they could, did we mention that my middle name is Joy? Yeah. <laughs> Are you shitting me? No. <laughs> yeah. My name is Caitlin Joy Love. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'll be darned. Well, I told her, I said, Hey, I already have a name for the, for the episode. I want to call it like love speaks because love is her last name. And she was like, well, in my middle name is joy. And I'm like, (laughs) goodness. Wow. Thank you all so much though. Truly that that means a lot to me. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for being a part of this week's episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. And we will definitely pray for Caitlin in that regard. If you're listening, you want to say a prayer for her today, too. We would appreciate that very much. So thank you so much for sharing your time, your story, and your faith. We're grateful. Everyone have a wonderful week and God bless. Thank you for listening to Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at blendedblessedalwaysamess.com. Reach out to us on any of our social channels. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week.